It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 2-1 to one to the Florida Panthers. Just the second loss in regulation for the Vegas Golden Knights. Since returning to play after the bye week and the All-Star break, to help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan? I, I think you look at this game on the whole, the Golden Knights just didn't have their legs to start the game. It was a slow start for Vegas uh, and didn't really get to their game until mid middle of the second period and, and really didn't have as, as strong of a push as you'd like to see in the third. It was just kind of one of those games where they didn't have their stuff. They didn't, and in you know some way, Ryan, it it, it didn't feel like a one goal game, uh, you know. But sometimes, you know, you're not playing well, and you still find yourself in it. So can you find yourself ahead? Um, you know, Florida would, I think, the Panthers will tell you they've played a pretty strong game, but they only got two goals. Imagine if um, you know Vegas had managed to tie it there. I mean, they're inches from tying the game when Marcheseau sets up Eichel. Imagine if you're Paul Maurice. Then you find yourself more or less controlling the game mm-hmm. and not winning. Uh, but they do hang on. That's just how close these games can be. Sometimes you play well and you don't get rewarded. Sometimes you play poorly, but you get good bounces. And so I don't think the final score quite gives you a sense of how this game unfolded today. You know why? Uh, you know it, it's hard to say for sure. I mean, of course, the team had a cross-country trip. They've been playing well, and they've got a, a desperate Florida team that, as we just outlined moments ago, on the periphery of the playoff picture. And at the same time, you know, they have had players in and out of the lineup with injury. Anthony Duclair just his fifth game back. He also had Sam Bennett miss some games recently. So when Duclair came back, you know, Bennett was unavailable. So they're both in the lineup the last couple of games. Long story short is this is the first time all year that the Panthers have had a full lineup. We know about the big trade last year and, you know, Kachuk coming in and Huberto going the other way to Calgary, all of that. You know, this is a team that is in a very difficult division. Uh, you see the teams ahead of them in the standings. So, uh, you know, they're, they're well coached. They've got a lot of talent playoff team last year, very good regular season. It's been short of expectations this year. So give the Panthers some credit, but uh, the Knights did not look their best that um, is not necessarily a sign of things to come. I would certainly expect that you'll see the team um, you know, bounce back to a degree and, and look a little bit sharper a couple of days from now because they'll practice tomorrow in Tampa and then play the Lightning uh, Thursday afternoon as they acclimate to the eastern time zone and to the uh, rather warm and humid temperatures here. <laughs> so in terms of Golden Knights that had a good night, I think you can start the list with Aiden Hill uh, once again kind of picking up where he left off in that game against New Jersey. I thought he was excellent tonight. What what are you liking about his game right now? Uh, he's poised, and that and that word can mean a few different things, I suppose. But you know, sometimes a goaltender is making saves and doing so almost with reckless abandon, you know, diving here, you know, getting there just in time. Aiden seems to be reading plays so well that he gets to the spot before the shot gets there, and that's poise. You know, he talked with us uh, right before the All-Star break when the team was playing the Islanders out of New York, um, how Sean Burke, the goaltending coach, had worked with him about playing a little bit deeper in the crease. And I think probably that leads to being more controlled, not getting outside the post and not coming out too far. Of course, there are situations where you do come out, 
but uh, more often being a, a little bit closer to the goal line. And it seems to me that he is reading the plays and reacting to them in a way that could be the result of just being a little bit more controlled and therefore closer to the goal line. That's what I've noticed. He also, Ryan, and we know this, this isn't new, you know, he turns the page really well, whether mm -hmm. it's uh, after a tough loss or after a mistake that he's made. He moves on very quickly, and that can um, you know, be such a valuable asset for a goaltender. We think about Martin Brodeur, one of the best ever, if not the best. And he never hung on to a loss or a win for very long. And uh, I think that's a, it's a strong attribute for Aiden. He's now started 25 games this year. It's more than he has in his previous NHL seasons. He's healthy. He's the number one guy for a division-leading team. And he's got some competition in Jonathan Quick. So you think that uh, all of these things combined will push a guy to, um, you know, the, the precipice. Is he mm -hmm. going to rise to the occasion? Or is he going to succumb to all that pressure I just outlined? Well, it seems to me that Aiden is rising to the occasion if uh, last game it is 47 saves and today's performance are any indicators. Though he loses today, it's not his fault. I mean, he, he stopped. They've <laughs> updated the numbers here, Ryan. They now have the scoreboard at 42 Florida shots. Hmm. So in consecutive games, Aiden Hill has stopped 40-plus. 40 today and 47 in his last game against the Devils. So that tells you the story from Aiden Hill's point of view. Yeah, you're right. He's, he's done his job. He needs more run support. And certainly when you look at things for the Golden Knights, uh, they've been able to find the, the back of the net at home of late. It's been a bit more of a struggle on the road. Uh, and then you start to look at, you know, some of the guys that, that you count on to, to put the puck in the back of the net, Chandler Stevenson, William Carlson. Uh, how do you get those two guys going for Bruce Cassidy and the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, I wonder if it helps, Ryan, that this is an actual road trip. You look at their mm -hmm. last couple of road games. They were one-offs when they played in Chicago. It was just a one-game trip. They played in Denver, just a one-game trip. And this is the first of what ends up being five. And just those two places, you know, Chicago and Denver, you know, it, it just feels like a slog because you travel before the game. Both of those cities happen to have airports pretty far from where the team stays and so on. And not, those are not excuses, of course. But because the Knights have had, um, you know, more home cooking and that you're just adjusting to something different that not ha that has not been the routine. So now they're going to get adjusted to the routine here. They were off yesterday. They played the game today. And even this morning, you know, they had a morning skate today. You know, it, as you may have heard, it's spring break here in South Florida. So the traffic is crazy. It took over an hour to get from the hotel to the rink for morning skate today. Uh, and then back, and then again to get from the hotel back to the arena for the game tonight. So, it, again, I, I don't want to sound like I'm making excuses. It's more just to set the scene mm -hmm. for, um, you know, as they will practice tomorrow. And then when they play Tampa, the, the hotel is very close to the arena. They won't have to deal with all that uh, tomorrow. So just getting used to being on the road, that routine, which, of course, had been so good to them for so long. They played all those road games. They got used to it and didn't do very well at home because they didn't have a lot of home games. Then they played a lot of home <laughs> games, got used to that, did well, and they're not as good on the road. So as I say, maybe with these uh, five straight here on the road, uh, again, starting today, Florida, then Tampa, then Carolina, St. Louis, and Philadelphia, they'll uh, ease into it, and we'll see how they do against the struggling Tampa Bay Lightning, or perhaps the formerly struggling Lightning, uh, who had really not been doing well, but it looks like today, uh, with a 5-2 win against the Flyers, maybe they have right of the ship. So when you look at uh, this one, any final thoughts on, on this game against the Florida Panthers before we turn our attention to Thursday afternoon and the Tampa Bay Lightning? 
Yeah, Jack Eichel extends his scoring streak to four games, had that power play assist. I, I saw that uh, the lines were adjusted here or there. Bruce Cassidy tried to change a couple of things. And, you know, is, is that going to continue? I mean, Pavel Dorofiev is on the trip. Gary suggested earlier that maybe Pavel gets a crack in the lineup. I think he's here more for insurance. He hasn't played an NHL game since um, back in December. I'm not sure if that's necessarily going to happen. He's here, I think, more for insurance. But you never know. Maybe Bruce needs to, uh, you know, give the team a spark and you put a young guy in the lineup. Again, I'm not sure that that's this is necessarily the time to do it. It's not like the Knights are in some kind of a losing streak. They just lost a game 2-1. to one. This isn't the sky falling. <laughs> and even the Tampa Bay Lightning had a losing streak. You know, what does John Cooper do? He, he uh, benches some of their top players. Um, you know, they lose the next game pretty badly to Carolina, but they do well today. You know, you can't overreact to some things, which is why when you think about jungle, juggling the lines, you know, do you really... You know, want to, you know, kind of throw things up into the air and see where the cards fall? Do you really want to, you know, stick a spark? You're kind of using all of the tools. You might want to save some of those options if you're Bruce Cassidy, if things start to go sideways. They haven't gone sideways. They lost a game 2-1. to one. Um, They had, uh, you know, some close calls where they could have tied it. So I'm not sure that things are going to change all that much in terms of the lineup for the, Florida, uh, for the uh, Tampa Bay game in a couple mm -hmm. of days. But we'll find out as the team will practice tomorrow. All right, good stuff as always, Dan. Enjoy the rest of your night and spring break in Florida. Uh, we will <laughs> chat on Thursday. Have a good night. Uh, soaking in the sun. Thanks, Ryan. Good night. There it is, Dan Duva, the voice of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping us break down a 2-1 loss to the Florida Panthers. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. Let's hear from Bruce Cassidy. We got out of it one nothing thanks to Aiden. It's like Jersey again right there. We didn't protect the slot. We didn't execute on the breakout at all. Um, you know, and he held us in, so gives them a lot of life. Didn't put any pressure on them in the first period. So I thought we chased the game the whole night um, and never caught up to it. You mixed up the D pairs in the second and then shortened the bench a bit in the third. Was that just a matter of, like you said, feeling like you never really got to your game? Yeah, I think, you know, Johnny moved a few pieces around back there. I moved some forwards around. I, we've got some guys that kind of prolonged sort of inactivity on the score sheet here. So separating some guys or trying some different things to. To, to get their game going. Now, we've won hockey games, so you, you don't want to mix too much up, but just some individuals, I think, needed a change of scenery, for lack of a better term, on with line mates. And uh, at the end of the day, we didn't get the win, so it doesn't matter. It's a long trip. Is there anything that you do build on moving into these next four? Well, I mean, we stayed in the game, which was good, uh, the, the way we started. I mean, we were never going to hang our hat on that, that's for sure. But after the first period, you sort of wondered, is this... You know, how's it going to go? And then we eventually got ourselves in the game, but just because we were more competitive. And when you start competing, we have good skill in the room, good talent, and all of a sudden you're, you know, that'll start to surface, right? But you got to be ready when the puck drops. And, um, you know, they were, we weren't. Um, so we'll, we'll take that part, the, the, you know, second part of the game. I thought the power play, uh, it's the most we've had, in, uh, you know, since probably San Jose. Uh, I thought we generated some good looks. You don't get a lot of quantity uh, against Florida because they're very aggressive but you'll get a some quality I thought Stevie had a really good bumper at low bump and then at the end Ammo 
It was a real good play by Steve. He could have tied the game, right? But we're off net from six feet in front of the net, so that's one you'd, you know, you'd like to find a way to finish. You mentioned the power play chances. Does it say that you're doing something right in the offensive zone when you're drawing more penalties tonight? Yeah, I mean, they had one too many men in the ice, so that's really not an infraction, but that's three. three we, we drew three, and to me, that's, that's a lot for us. We don't, usually don't get those. Uh, but Coley did a good job on the one I know, and Paul Cotter, you know, hanging on to pucks. So um, at the end of the day, you have to do a little bit of that, especially against a team that's a little more man-to-man so that they know if they get beat, they, they you know, the puck may be going directly to the net. So you have to challenge people. Uh, I thought some of our guys did a good job with that. That was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after tonight's 2-1 loss to the Florida Panthers. Uh, You heard really like what he was talking about, right? Aiden Hill, fantastic in the first period. He likened this game uh, to the the game just a couple of days ago against the New Jersey Devils where coverages weren't where you'd like them to be. The New Jersey Devils had a lot of really good, solid, quality scoring chances, and Aiden Hill had the game of his life. Aiden was fantastic again tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. Unfortunately, Vegas just could not find enough offense and did not get to their game early enough to be able to find two goals. And and I think that's probably one of the most frustrating things for a coach because, as, as Bruce has talked about and lamented quite a bit, Starting on time is important, especially in the NHL. You you can't have prolonged periods of time where you're just not generating and not in the game. Uh, And so for the Golden Knights, I think you look at this one, it's, it's a slow start that really does undo them in this game, despite the efforts of Aiden Hill trying to keep this Golden Knights team in it. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Will Carrier out, Nick Waugh out. Mark Stone out. That's That sums it up right now for the Vegas Golden Knights. Those are the players uh, that you're missing from your lineup. Obviously, we've talked about Logan Thompson, Loren Brossois, both those goaltenders still out, still on the mend for the Vegas Golden Knights. But, um, you know, Aiden Hill has, has really shown an ability to kind of raise the level of his play. So um, I think goaltending is going to be just fine. I think the Golden Knights are in a good spot there. Uh, now it's about, as Bruce Cassidy said, getting some guys that have prolonged um, prolonged stretches where they're not putting the puck in the back of the net. you, you got to get some of those guys to score. Uh, you've gotten it recently from Jonathan Marshall, so and, and Riley Smith and Michael Amadio, but but you're going to need the likes of Chandler Stevenson and William Carlson to start chipping in here and there offensively. If the Golden Knights can get that, then they're going to be just fine and, and pretty comfortable in these lower scoring, lower event, tight hockey games. That's really what you need moving forward from the Vegas Golden Knights. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. And, you know, we stressed early on in the pregame show, all throughout the pregame show, the start was going to be important. You wanted a good start from the Vegas Golden Knights to try to plant a little bit of doubt in the mind of the Florida Panthers. However, it was the Panthers that had their legs early and they opened the scoring with a long-range wrist shot from Ryan Lomberg. Mahora sends it in. Now to the right for a shot. Score! Ryan Lomberg, a lefty drifting toward the right circle. Florida takes a 1-0 lead. Ryan Lomberg's ninth of the year from Josh Mahura at 425 of the first period made it one to nothing Florida. Later on in the period, Aiden Hill had to be the Golden Knights' best player and came up with our AAA insurance save of the game. Florida into the zone. Reinhardt pulls it, shoots, stop, rebound, and a great sliding glove save. Aiden Hill is really following the puck very well right now, Dan. 
AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So it's just a one-goal deficit for the Golden Knights after the first period, thanks in large part to Aiden Hill. And the Panthers opened the second period with a lot of pressure and took advantage of a Nick Haig miscue as Sasha Barkov finished off a pretty passing, passing play to extend the Panthers' lead. Haig had it go off his stick, sort of in between there, not sure what to do. Now it's a feet to the middle and a shot. Score! Barkov takes advantage of the Knights' miscue in their own zone. 2 nothing Panthers, 15.55 to go, second period. 17th goal of the year for Sasha Barkov. The assist to Anthony Duclair and Nick Cousins, 4.05 of the second period, made it 2 to nothing. Florida. The Golden Knights will get a look on the power play later in the period as the Panthers had too many men on the ice. Vegas went to work, and Shea Theodore ripped a one-timer home to give Vegas life. Theodore to the left for Jack Eichel. Jack turns down the boards. Jack opens up the righty at the left wall. Feeds down to the goal line. Quick stick, centering pass, broken up. Eichel again. Michael to the middle, one-timer, Theodore, score! Power play goal scored by Shea Theodore, and the Knights cut the deficit to 2-1. to one. Eighth goal of the year for Shea Theodore, a power play goal from Jack Eichel and Riley Smith, 13-23. The second period made it 2-1 to one Florida. The Panthers would take that one-goal lead into the third period, and though the Golden Knights would push, they'd come up just short with Aiden Hill on the bench. All that was left was the final call. Theodore shoots it wide of the goal. It's off the side of the net. Four seconds. Ekblad behind, rims it around, and that will do it. The Knights fall to Florida. Two, one. Two to one, the final score. The Florida Panthers defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas now 38-20-6 on the year, 82 points. Tied with the Los Angeles Kings atop the Pacific Division, though Vegas has a game in hand, so technically Vegas is still tops in the Pacific Division. The Golden Knights next in action on Thursday at 4 o'clock against the Tampa Bay Lightning. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. This back to the Vegas Golden Knights Postgame Show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance Postgame Show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 2-1 to one to the Florida Panthers. Vegas 38-20 and 682 points on the year. Next in action on Thursday at 4 o'clock against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, early on for the Golden Knights, just didn't have their legs going. And, you know, I, we talked about it in the pregame show, right, about how important breakouts were going to be against an aggressive forecheck of the Florida Panthers. We talked about winning board battles, um, and, and it just didn't happen with, with regularity for the Golden Knights. You you heard, you know, Bruce Cassidy talking about that postgame, that there just wasn't enough from the Golden Knights in, in terms of winning those battles on the breakout. And, you know, I expected that if the Golden Knights were going to be able to win that area of the game, they'd be able to win the game because it would have led to odd man rushes. It would have led to transition offense for the Golden Knights. And there just wasn't enough of that in this game for Vegas. Uh, against a goaltender like Sergei Bobrovsky, you, you have breakaway opportunities, two-on-one opportunities, you get them moving. It's a lot easier to beat a goaltender that way. And I just, you know, for the Golden Knights, um, 
when it wasn't working along the walls, I, I wanted to see and thought I'd see in the second period maybe a little bit more skating. Uh, Shea Theodore, Alex Petrangelo, uh, breaking pucks out, not necessarily relying on on you know throwing the puck up the boards, but going through the middle of the ice and, and trying a different approach. So from that perspective, I, I thought that the Golden Knights had opportunity to find more transition. It just never really panned out. Now, in fairness, I do think that they did a good job in the second period getting themselves kind of into the game, bringing themselves into the fight, so to speak. I, I do like that there was some energy and, and and some some bite in the game in that regard. But for the Golden Knights, it's, it's all about continuing to build upon your game. And, and starts are going to have to be something that Vegas kind of reinforces over the next four on the road trip, right? You got Tampa, and listen, I know that the Tampa Bay Lightning, like a lot of people have talked about them of late. They lost five in a row. All of a sudden, the sky is falling with Tampa. This is a team that knows what they've got to do in order to get through an 82-game season to gear up and be ready for the playoffs. It's really that simple. As much as Tampa might have looked poor over the last five games, they come back with a 5-2 victory over the Philadelphia Flyers. They look every bit the Tampa Bay Lightning that you expect them to look, and they did it without Victor Hedman. So it's not going to get easier on this road trip for the Vegas Golden Knights, which is why you've got to give yourself every possible avenue in order to be successful, and a lot of that hinges on a strong start. So, you know, for the Golden Knights, my expectation going into Tampa is that they're going to start on time. And not only are they going to start on time, but they're going to try to get to their game as quickly as possible. Travel plays a role for sure, but the Golden Knights have been doing it all season long. You know that that you've got to find another gear, especially as we get closer and closer to the end of the regular season. Aiden Hill, I thought, was fantastic. I wanted to see how he'd respond after that game against the New Jersey Devils, in which he was phenomenal, and he passed that test 100%. He put in another strong, solid 60-minute effort for the Vegas Golden Knights. I don't know that you look at the goals scored and you pin any individual goal or any one on Aiden Hill. Um, and the other aspect of it, too, is puck handling, right? Like, no mistakes there. Didn't cost his team any momentum. It, it was more about, you know, again, an entire team not necessarily having their game from the start and the Florida Panthers taking advantage of it. So you got to, you know, tip your cap to Florida. This is a team playing right now for their playoff lives. And you know what? They came out ready to go uh, and, and got a big two points out of it. So right now, when you look at the Golden Knights in the Pacific Division, as I mentioned, 82 points. They're still tops in the Pacific and in the Western Conference. The Los Angeles Kings tied with Vegas, though Vegas has a game in hand. Seattle plays tonight, and they'll have an opportunity with a win to draw to within two points of both L.A. And Vegas. You've also got Edmonton sitting at 78 points in 65 games. So the Golden Knights, a game in hand on Edmonton as well. So again, it looks good right now for the Golden Knights in terms of where they're at in the Pacific Division. I know it's going to be a tight race down the stretch, uh, but then you've got the Calgary Flames, 69 points in 64 games. That's a lot of ground that Calgary would have to make up and a lot of ground that the Golden Knights would have to concede. So I think, again, when you look at it objectively, the Golden Knights are in a good spot, but they've still got to put points in the bank and on the board, especially on the remaining four games of this five-game road trip. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. (laughs) 
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall 2-1 to one to the Florida Panthers to start a five-game road trip. Vegas 38-20 and 682 points. Just the second regulation loss for the Vegas Golden Knights. Since returning to action after the bye week and the All-Star break, tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. The Golden Knights didn't have their game to start, and the Florida Panthers did a great job winning the board battles. They did a great job getting the puck to the middle of the ice. They did a great job of peppering Aiden Hill early on in this game, and they found themselves with a 2-0 lead midway through the second period. More often than not, when you've got a lead, a multi-goal lead, uh, you'll be able to find ways if you are a playoff team, if you're a team that's pushing uh, to, to play really for your playoff lives. And, and you know, the, the Florida Panthers won the President's Trophy last year. This is still a really good hockey team. I know there's been some changes. Matthew Kachuk's come in. He's been fantastic. But this team has regressed more than I think a lot of people would have thought, meaning I think they're a better hockey team than their record shows. They haven't gotten saves. They got them tonight. Sergei Bobrovsky was fine, but I wouldn't say that the Golden Knights made it difficult enough on him. But all that being said, Florida is in a race. They're in a race for the playoffs, and this was a desperate hockey team that the Golden Knights faced, and they come up just a goal short. That's going to do it for me here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. Extended Postgame Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, 2-1 the final. The Florida Panthers defeat the Vegas Golden Knights, handing Vegas just their second regulation loss since returning to action after the bye week in the NHL All-Star break. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. I'm curious to find out how you view this game and whether or not you think that this is a blip or if you're concerned about the Golden Knights in any way, shape, or form. Again, this team, 9-2-2 since the bye week and the All-Star break. I already saw some of the commentary about playing down to competition. The Florida Panthers are a good hockey team. They just don't have a good record. Like, can we, can we just stop with that right now? I know where the Florida Panthers are in terms of their record, but they are a team that has playoff aspirations. They're a season removed from a president's trophy. They've got a, a resurgent Sergey Bobrovsky. Like this isn't, this isn't like Chicago. Okay. So we, we should probably just kind of cool it on that narrative for right now. 702-876-1340. That's the number. If you'd like to join us here, let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. Um, kind of a disappointing loss, right? Um, but, yeah, they just looked really, well, sounded really flat out of the gate. Um, I did like the pushback toward the end, the five-on-six. They were really pushing for it. Um Got a power play goal, which is always, you know, magical, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, I it, it's, you know, I, I don't think it's a game that they should really dwell on. Um, you know, high point is Aiden Hill only let in two goals. Um, I think that the longer that it's gone on since the All-Star break is that there's been more confidence built in uh, Aiden Hill. And I think that's good. 
um, especially with how much the goalie situation has changed. Um, feeling confident that Aiden Hill is going to be doing a fantastic job back there in that mm-hmm. is, uh, is good. So let me ask you this question because you mentioned Aiden Hill and how good he has been for this Golden Knights team. You look at their record again, 9-2-2 two, and two out of the bye week in the All-Star break. We know what Jack Eichel has done, the points that he's put up. Who's been the Golden Knights' best player since the All-Star break, since the bye week? Who who would you say? I oh my gosh, that's really hard to. Oh, I I feel like I don't look at it in as big of a chunk as that, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean the goalies as a as a if you can just if I could count the goalies as a single person, <laughs> I I think that might have to be my go to, because um, we've had some really good goaltending performances. Um, you know, recency bias, uh, Barbashev has been doing really well since he joined the team. But of course he hasn't been here very long at all. Um, I think if I, if I was hard pressed that I had to say something, I just the goalie group as, as a single person, since there's only one of them playing in a game. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. I I think that it's, it's, um, you know, again, I, I think that it's interesting in that Jack Eichel's putting the points on the board for sure. But Aiden Hill has solidified things for the Golden Knights. And, and you know, when you look at it, right, it, it's, a, it's a big sample size, but Aiden Hill had the majority of those starts coming out of the, out of the All-Star break. A, uh, Logan Thompson gets hurt in Nashville. Aiden Hill plays four or five games straight. Then you bring Loren Brossois in. He plays three. And then it's been Aiden Hill essentially from that point forward. And the Golden Knights have been incredibly successful. He's finding his game. I think right now where he's at, I'm going Aiden Hill. He's been the most impactful player for the Golden Knights since the bye week in the All-Star break. I mean, I your reasoning is really sound, right? He has. Uh, other than, really, the one bad goal right off the bat in Colorado, he hasn't given up a goal that, you know, you look at and you go, he wants that back. Mm-hmm. It was bad. He knows it was bad. He hates it, right? He has The goals that have been in have been goals against by skillful players that are doing their job to score. And you're not going to have a shutout every night. It's not going to happen. And his numbers have been, you know, great. <laughs> yeah, you're right on the money there, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. Uh, Aiden Hill's been great. This was another continuation of that greatness from Aiden Hill. Unfortunately, his team is not able to get another goal, not able to pull points out of this one. Uh, but, you know, you look back to the New Jersey game, that was an Aiden Hill goalie victory 100%. 702 Eight seven six thirteen forty. That's the number if you'd like to join us here. You can answer that question too. I'd love to hear from you. Who has been the most impactful or the best player for the Golden Knights since the bye week in the All-Star break? Is it Jack Eichel and the points that he's putting up? Is it Ivan Barbashev, the recent addition that has come up big for the Golden Knights? Or is it Aiden Hill, who has really kind of been the, the goaltender leaned upon most over this last stretch? 702-876-1340. That's the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, if you're going to say who was the most uh, impactful player, it's Aiden Hill. But if you have to choose a skater, I'm going to go with Shea Theodore mm-hmm. because he's the guy that stirred the, the defense. It's made our defense so awesome in the last few weeks. Wouldn't you agree that he has been a major part of that? Yep, 13 points in 13 games, goals in consecutive games for Shea Theodore. He has been a difference maker, 100%. Yeah, I like what he's doing a lot. Now, 
we got a taste of our own medicine tonight, and mm-hmm. I kind of thought we would. I told you the other day we when I said six points, this was not two of them. Remember the the Vegas hangover? We got the South Beach hangover, and nobody can tell me we didn't somehow not get up and ready for this game. Mm-hmm. We just didn't seem to. I, I don't think that it has to do with the fact that the game was in South Beach. I think there's a lot of factors going on to it. I, I don't think it's just a simple case of, hey, we're in Florida during spring break. We're not going to get up for the game. I, I don't think that's going on. Okay. Well, at any rate, there with the, watching the uh, televised pregame show, everybody's sitting out on the beach. And I'm sure that had something to do with our, let's say, malaise in the early stages. One thing we've got to work on, I, I think, and now we've got to go to Tampa Bay, who hasn't won a game in two weeks, and that no, is the worst thing you could possibly have happen. Mm-hmm. But one thing we've got to work on is we've got to put the puck in the net more than twice a game, and we're not doing it. I mean, to be fair, you had 4-3 victories over the New Jersey Devils and 4-3 victory over the Carolina Hurricanes. Like, I, I, I get your point. I, I do. And, and thanks, Mike, for the call. I, I think that the Golden Knights have enough scoring, but you have to understand that games are tightening up now. It doesn't surprise me at all that it's a 2-1 game against the Florida Panthers here. This is a team playing for their playoff lives. Um, I just don't think that you're going to see too many games down the stretch when you're playing against really good teams. I don't think you're going to see five, four games. I, I, unless it's the Edmonton Oilers, unless it's Connor McDavid going off, I, I just don't see that as a repeatable formula for winning hockey games. Now, make no mistake, the Golden Knights on the road need to score more, right? You, you look at the game against Chicago, uh, you look at the game against Colorado, and now you follow it up with this one, then you go pre uh, bye week and All-Star break. It's no surprise the Golden Knights aren't scoring enough on the road. Now, if you want to pick at that sure 100%. A lot of it has to do with matchups, a lot of it has to do with, you know, kind of where guys are right now in their slumps. Chandler Stevenson hasn't scored in 14 games, William Carlson hasn't scored in 15 games. Like you need those guys to put the puck in the back of the net. And as as much as you look at it from this perspective, um every single game is going to be its own thing. Every single game is going to be different. I look at this one as the Golden Knights just didn't generate enough quality on Sergei Bobrovsky. They didn't get rush chances. They didn't get extended zone time. It, it wasn't so much that they didn't execute. They just didn't have enough scoring chances, legitimate scoring chances. Uh, so I expect that to change. I expect the Golden Knights to be better against Tampa because they're, they're just going to have to. There's no real choice in the matter. You've got a team in Tampa who who absolutely beat the brakes off of the, Florida Pan, uh, the, the Philadelphia Flyers tonight. Uh, they're going to be feeling pretty good but the Golden Knights have to find another gear against Tampa. And the good thing for, for Vegas fans is that usually against the Lightning, the Golden Knights find that next gear. 702-876-1340, that's the number. If you'd like to join us here on the other side of the break, it's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. 2-1 to one, the final. The Florida Panthers defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas 38, 20, and 6, 82 points on the year. 702-876-1340. That's the number, 702-876-1340. I want to hear from you. Where do you sit with this loss? Like, 
you know, Mike brought up the idea that the Golden Knights need to score more. And and I agree, like when you lose two to one, you certainly want more than just one goal per game. But when you look at the Golden Knights over the last three going into this one, they scored 10 goals in three games. Three and a half goals, 3.3 goals per game. Like you'll take that most nights. In general, that's enough to win. It's less so for me about the the goal scoring. It's more so getting guys like Chandler Stevenson, William Carlson, those types of players to start producing offensively. That's really what I'm looking for from the Golden Knights. Jack Eichel's been fantastic. Ivan Barbashev's fit in really well. Jonathan Marcheseau's done his part. Shea Theodore's been fantastic. Like you're getting production. You just need secondary scoring. That's what it's going to come down to. And that's going to be an important storyline for the Golden Knights over the last 18 games of the year and going into the playoffs. Is there going to be enough secondary scoring in order to win these tighter games, 2-1, 3-2 games, when you need somebody to, to kind of step up, make a play? Are you going to be able to get that with regularity and consistency? That's part of this. It just is. So, you know, for Vegas, right, like coming into this one, Nine, one, and two through 12 games out of the bye week in the All-Star break. And and one regulation loss since essentially returning to action in February. And I feel like a 2-1 loss to the Florida Panthers, a team playing for their playoff lives, has essentially taken the wind out of the sails of the Golden Knights, or at least fan reaction to it. Do do you view this loss as, as an egregious loss? Like, do you look at this one and say, oh boy, Golden Knights are in trouble because I don't. It's a 2-1 loss to Florida, and they they played well. So I want to hear from you. 702-876-1340. Does it take the wind out of the sails for you? Do you feel like this is a direction the Golden Knights are going in? I I don't necessarily think that I'm looking at this road trip. And though it is a difficult road trip, it's a hard road trip. You've got Tampa, Carolina, St. Louis, and Philadelphia. There's eight more points available. Like, where do you where do you fall after watching this game as to how many of those eight points the Golden Knights can pull? I think six is still realistic. It's still on the table. You've got to go into St. Louis, especially on a back-to-back where you're tired, but you've got to find a way to pick up points there. And the same thing can be said in Philadelphia. The Flyers are a pain-in-the-butt type of team. Every John Tortorella coach team is always going to be a pain in the butt. There's no free lunch. It's not going to be easy. But I think that's absolutely a winnable game. So if you look at that objectively, you're looking at four points. If you're going to pencil that in right there, you've got to find your game. You've got to find another gear. You've got to find pace against Tampa and Carolina. And I think when those teams that play with more pace, the teams like Tampa and Carolina, what we've seen out of the Golden Knights recently is the level of play, the level of pace, it goes up and the Golden Knights are equal to the task. And I know how good Vegas has been recently against teams that are above them in the standings. They've been fantastic against those four teams that have better records than them. 5-1-1 one, and one against the four teams in the league with a better record than the Vegas Golden Knights. And like, I know a lot of people are going to skew that and say, well, they get up to play really good teams and they play down to the teams that are below them. I, I don't know about you. I want to have a good showing against the best teams in the league. Like I'll take five, one and one against the likes of, of Boston and Carolina and Tampa and Toronto. I'll take that all day long. New Jersey. Give me that record. 
100%. Give me the knowledge, the understanding that against really good elite hockey teams, this team can go stride for stride, skate for skate, shift for shift. And, and you know, until you see something different, I don't know that a 2-1 loss to the Florida Panthers is necessarily something that takes me off of where I'm at right now with this Golden Knights team. Two regulation losses in the last 13 games. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And I think the Golden Knights are still in a really good spot. Despite dropping this one to the Florida Panthers, I still like Vegas to pick up at least six points on this road trip. I think there's enough in the tank and enough incentive that they're going to be able to find their stride, find their game. Um, And I think goal scoring is going to be enough. I don't expect Chandler Stevenson to continue to not hit the back of the net. I think William Carlson's on the verge of breaking through. And you have to believe that those guys that have done it before are going to be able to do it again. We're back to wrap it up next on the extended post game show, Fox sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas golden Knights post game show. Here's Ryan Wallace wrapping it up here. Extended post game show, Fox sports, Las Vegas, golden Knights fall two to one to the Florida Panthers. 38, 20, and 6 on the year. 82 points, tops in the Pacific Division and the Western Conference for the Vegas Golden Knights next in action on Thursday at 4 o'clock against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I think if you're looking for one thing from now to then, it's a quick start. You want the Golden Knights to be ready to go at puck drop on Thursday against Tampa. The Tampa Bay Lightning, I know they lost five in a row going into the game that they won tonight against Philadelphia. This is a team that knows how to coast, knows how to pace themselves through the course of an 82-game regular season. It was an incredibly entertaining game the last two times, the last time that these two teams faced each other at T-Mobile Arena, a Golden Knights victory. Score four on Andre Vasilevsky in the first period. I don't expect that to repeat itself, but I still think it will be an entertaining game, and I am looking forward to it. I cannot wait for the Golden Knights to take on Tampa in Tampa. That's going to do it for me here on the extended post game show. Thanks to Bobby Machado, making sure everything sounds great, keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post game show. It's not as much fun without your input. Until Thursday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights post game show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.